Drifting on a memory. Mm-hmm. Ain't no place I'd rather be than with you. Wow, wow, wow. Than with you. Y'all know I don't know the word, so. <laughs> I'm just here, you know, living my best life. Hairs, all the things um, grown out today. But we're back, and we are on year five, which is 2018. Boy, oh boy, was this year just full of so many different things. Like, oh, where do I start? I guess I'll start at the top of the year because we started to play Call of Duty together. Um I want to say we got into it a little bit before the start of 2018, but in 2018, we were like, yeah, we're playing zombies. Now we're playing multiplayer. Like we're on each other's team. And before this point, I was like so against the game. I was like anti-game. I'm not doing it. We're not doing this. And <laughs> do you remember you had that rickety ass setup when we were downtown? Um in Harding Street Lofts, and I would walk past it. It was on that little rickety-ass table, and I would just be like, boom, and knock it over. (laughs) And then I would always just be like, I mean, it fell. I I walked past, and I don't know what to tell you. It fell. Girl, I was knocking that thing over 15,000 times, and I'm so glad it never broke. Oh, my God, how disrespectful, India. But, yeah, the game really added a a different level of friendship for us. Like we were both figuring it out um, because you were playing like 2K back then. You weren't playing like shooter games or first person shooter games or anything like that. So it was like a whole different, um, a whole different dynamic to our, to our relationship. I think it added more to the friendship than it did anything else. And so I remember we would be playing with my dad and Cresha and somebody, oh, or Roy, somebody would always have the bright idea to go off on their own. And we would be like, no, don't go. The zombies are going to get you, girl. And I feel like I remember feeling like anytime you like went down, like the zombies got you that I needed to go over there and I needed to protect you and save you. And so I would be like risking my whole life, risking the whole just game in general. I don't care if I'm the last person alive. If my wife goes down, I'm going to get her. Okay. I'm going to use my boost. I'm going to use my perks. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get her out and we're, we're going to be good. Oh my goodness. That was so much fun. And you know, anytime we started to do something new, it was like, we were obsessed. So we would be playing the game for hours on end on the weekends and at night, like the evenings. It was great. And in 2018, too, we started to do regular date nights. Um, I don't necessarily know if we were consistently doing regular date nights the whole time through, but it definitely picked up during 2018. And I think that made the world of difference because we started to be more intentional. Um, about different things. And I think that really had a a positive influence on what we were creating and and how we were developing ourselves um, personally and then together. And (laughs) in present day, we have a dog. So let me just 
catch you up on what's going on right now. I tried to give him a treat scavenger hunt so that he could chill because I'm recording this episode during the day. And of course, he's being Brody and just broing so hard right now. He wants to eat. He wants to drink. And I am like, I am not here for it. I just want him to go and lay down and to stop interrupting me because 2018 is a great year. Okay. Do you remember the place that we used to... <laughs> I like, I can't even get into it. I can't without laughing. Okay. Do you remember the place that you used to call the old people's food place? And if not, I want you to know that because you called it that for so long, I had the hardest time remembering what the hell the restaurant was called. MCL. Do you remember going to MCL? And again, we are obsessed with MCL. And you're like, oh, that's old people's food. It's not seasoned. It's not this. And then so we go. And what happens? It's seasoned and it's delicious. And we are there almost every week getting the mac and cheese, getting the fish fry Friday special. I feel like 2018 just really brought us together and allowed us to hang out with each other. Like pre pre 2020, pre 2020 quarantine, chill. You got to stay in the house. 2018, we were like, we're chill. Let's hang out together. Let's stay in the house. We were working out together. Um, we were going to Planet Fitness. And I want to say we may have been going there every day or at least multiple times a week. And that lady was watching us. We were on those bikes and the lady behind us on the eucalypt on the eucalyptus. <laughs> what is it called? On the little rowing thing. Oh my goodness. Ellipsis. No. <laughs> Eclipses. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all know the one I'm talking about that moves and it's kind of like a stair, but it goes in an oval. Anyway, that lady was weird, and so was that goddamn machine. But we were leaving, and she, like, jumped off the machine real crazy, like, and, like, kind of stopped us, like, hey, you two girls look like you keep your bodies fit, and you take care of yourselves. And we're like, um, thanks, weird white lady. <laughs> Where's the fire? Why'd you hop off of that machine like that? But she was like, I am a LuLaRoe. Um, I forget what they're called, maybe affiliate or or reseller maybe but she asked us to be a part of that photo shoot and we were like oh photo shoot you say yes girl we are up in the gym working on my fitness she's my witness uh-huh yeah put them girls on rock rock <laughs> so we're fancy as fuck we're models now we're doing this model shoot and we're in dresses and you're in dresses and girl you I always, always, always thought your body was banging. Like, oh, I love everything about it. I love that it's so womanly and so curvy. And it just, it goes through so many changes. And every time it changes, I'm like, mm-hmm, I can down with that. I can do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> but you look so cute in all of those outfits. And I think we just had a lot of fun. Um, we just had a lot of fun in 2018. 2018 was also the first time we dressed up as a couple. And of course, because I am Linda, everything I do, I sing. Every time I'm singing a song and I can remix it and put Teresa's name in it, you already know. I'm switching it out. 
with your name because you was bae and everything sounded better with your name in it. So <laughs> we went as Bob and Linda Belcher and I was working at Shanko at the time, won the Halloween costume contest. Oh my God, it was so fun. And then we went out to Brothers with Dina now. Oh, that was such a fun year. We hung out with Dina a lot too back then. I just feel like 2018 was a good year. Karaoke, karaoke, yes, had begun in 2017, but I think 2018 is really when you picked up momentum and speed because you did your first karaoke wedding with um, Amber and Paul. And that was so fun. And they did that karaoke duet. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. Yes. I mean, it just, 2018 was a good-ass time. Um, <laughs> we also were at Stacked Pickle for karaoke on Tuesdays nights for Purdue. And do you remember Marianne? And she always sang Anaconda. I got a big fat ass. <laughs> she was like the smallest little white girl with red hair. Oh my God. We love, love, loved Mary Ann. Her and all her. Um, were they in grad school or were they studying to be doctors? Either way, they were like these smart ass people that came to karaoke every single week because they were like, this is the only thing that we look forward to. Like our lives are fucking terrible it's shit right now we are not okay <laughs> but we know that we can come here and get cheap ass beer and get wasted and like scream sing at the top of our lungs because trees is gonna be here and india is gonna hype us up and boy boy did we show them a good time okay we would turn stack pickle out and oh my god do you remember when we got stopped by the police coming in to karaoke one night I was driving and I had like slow road, like California road to turn for a light. And you know how you're like supposed to stop, put your blinker on and all this other stuff. I do feel like it may have been something else wrong with the truck, but the police pulls us over and I'm like, oh my God, the one time that I don't drive the way that I typically drive, because you know, I, I'm, I'm putting my blinker on. I am a blinker user. I don't like to just go into other lanes without letting folks know. I don't like to just turn without letting folks know. But that night, you know, we're just talking in the car and I just rolled the turn. Police is behind us, pulls us over and he walks up to the car and he's like, hey, you know, that was a red light back there. And I was like, I know. I'm so sorry. We're right here. Like our destination is right here. We're karaoke hosts for Stack Pickle. And I'm just we're just talking, getting ready for the night. Like, you know, and. I, I just absentmindedly, you know, turn, turn the corner. And he was like, he looked at me. He was like, oh, yeah, you girls do look familiar. I see y'all on, um, where was I posting it? Was I posting it on Instagram? And that's when they had just dropped the geotagging or geotagging was just like, you know, picking up and locations were getting popular and things like that. And he was like, no, yeah, I see you all. Y'all be having a good time. Like, I'm just going to. I'm not even going to let you off with a warning. Like, I'm just going to let you go. I'm not going to lock it into the system. Like, you ladies have a great night and have fun tonight. I'll be watching. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Nigga, we made it. <laughs> we, the way we looked at each other when he walked back to the car, it was like, oh, my God. Do you feel like Beyonce? Because, bitch, I, 
I feel like Beyonce, okay? Did you just, he didn't even let us off with a warning. He was like, I ain't even gonna put it in the system. Y'all get to that karaoke night and y'all turn that motherfucker out. And I was like, I'm singing all night just for that. We had such a great night that night too, because I think it just kind of put everything into perspective of we're, we're out here, we're getting noticed. You know, you're doing things and you're walking in your purpose and you're generating the ideas, uh, you know, that you've manifested months ago or maybe even years ago and we're living it and we're making so much money off of it the the commute absolutely was you know who who wants to do that drive every week multiple times but we did it and it was fun and we love road trips anyway so being in the car with each other was literally like nothing it was like a second home um oh what else happened that year oh okay so let's take it back take it back uh to my birthday I forget how old I turned in 2018. If I'm 27 now, what was I like 24, maybe 25? I don't know. But we went to Denver and that was my first time in Denver. We stayed in an Airbnb for the first time. Paris came with us and it was so fun. You had surprised me for my birthday heads here and take me all around and take me out to dinner and do all these different things. It was so, so thoughtful and so fun. And I got back to the house and you know, all our friends and family were there. And then we stayed up drinking and playing and smoking all night. And I, we had such an early flight. Like, I think we were flying out at like 5 a.m. or something like that. So we get to the airport and we are like <laughs> zombie people. And we finally get to Denver and it is beautiful. It's the first time that we're both in a city where weed is legal and we can go to a dispensary. It's my first time there. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm smelling all this stuff. And you know they're giving you birthday discounts and pre-rolls for free and all this stuff. And we had a really good time for a nice little while. We ate really deliciously. But if I remember correctly, you were sick and you were like um, trying to put on a brave face, being your usual, ever accommodating self of, no, I'm okay. I can keep going. And girls, damn near scared me. Half the goddamn on death. Oh. I don't even want to talk about that situation. You already know what I'm talking about. And I'm so glad that everything turned out right. I don't know what I would have done. And I damn sure don't know what I would have told your mama who terrifies me still to this day. So Denver was a great trip. Denver also made me realize just how, (laughs) how mortal humans are and how fickle the human body is. And, you know, just really reinforce that we we've got to take care of ourselves and we've got to take care of each other. And, you know, there's some checks and balances that, that need to um, happen. So that was, um, (laughs) that was a good birthday trip that we went to the zoo. It was like, everything just kind of aligned. The zoo was free. We were walking around. Oh, that was a great time. Um, We also did party gras. And our outfits for Party Girl, I think, were like boss. I think they were like boss as fuck. I think you had that tuxedo on, the white one, and I had on that um, pink dress with the the little tool things. And why do I feel like Hayden was there? Oh, no, that must have been 2019. 2018, it was just us, girlfriend. I don't think that was the first time we went to Party Girl, though, but Party Girl was always a good-ass time, man. 
it was always a good time. We would get so drunk and we would be walking, just stumbling back to the car and sitting in there. And our thing always was, okay, if one of us feels too drunk, we're just going to sit here. We will wait it out. Like if we need to walk home, we will walk home, but we're going to be together. We're going to laugh and we're going to be present in this, in this drunkness, in this friskiness, Um, (laughs) dancing the night away, feeling all on each other, man. 2018 was that year. 2018 was that year. We went to um, Vegas uh, for the first time. Well, I, that, that was my first time going to Vegas. I, I think that might have been your first time going to Vegas, too. And it was my dad's first time on a plane, which was hilarious. Do you remember his face when we had that first little bout of turbulence? <laughs> And again, I don't know why our flights were always so early in the morning. I feel like maybe we're just early birds when we're traveling and we just want to get there. Um, (laughs) But we like dropped a little bit and he I just saw him get really stiff and stand up or sit up really straight. He like whipped his head back and looked at us. And his eyes are so big and he was so tired and we were so high. We smoked so much before we got on that plane that his big old bulging eyeballs <laughs> scared the hell out of those people that were across from him. <laughs> and I'm not making it any better. I am just sitting there. I am cracking up. And I mean, my daddy is terrified. And you like, Pep, that's not funny. He is terrified. He is really scared. He think we going down. I'm like, oh my God, girl, we are not going down. And I am not holding his hand. I told him that he needed to be prepared for this, this flight. But we get there and we go to Vegas. It's for your birthday. And we did so much stuff. We stayed so long. Oh my goodness gracious. We were there for like a week, I think, like six days, which if you've never been to Vegas, that is just way too freaking long to experience Vegas. Like you can do the strip and Fremont in four days comfortably and you know get the full experience but no we had to go for the whole six days it was this whole big to do so there we are in the middle of the goddamn desert it's hot as hell and I already know what you're thinking about how I walked us all the way down and around (laughs) for like 40 minutes and all we had to do was turn left like you said and Well, my response to that is you should stand up for what you believe, okay? And from then on out, I do believe that's exactly what you did because we've never walked 40 minutes in the wrong direction. (laughs) But other than that, it was so fun. We did those ATVs in the desert. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, you know the story that I'm about to tell. And I will stand by this story. Until the day I die. Because I wasn't going over that motherfucking hill. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. Picture this. Me, India, on an ATV. Oh, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, bitch, bitch. I'm on an ATV. I got my helmet on. I'm riding out. Skirt, skirt. And then he takes us to this, like, the instructor takes us to this, um, like practice course almost so that you can get used to the handles and the controls and the feel of the ATV. And so I'm excited and I'm asking all types of questions before we get on the practice course. I'm like, you know, how fast do they go? How fast can we go? Like, 
what is it like? Is it up, down, turns, all the way, sideways? And he's like, well, you know, we go as fast as the slowest rider. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess that's fair enough. Everybody's going to go fast. Are you going to go fast? You're going to go fast? Everybody's like, hell yeah, I'm going fast, fast. Pew, pew. I'm fast as fuck, boy. I'm fast as fuck, boy. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to be the fastest. I go to the front because I'm like, oh, no. I think I'll let you go in front of me because I said I would tell you. Yes, that's how we started off. The instructor, you, me, and my daddy, a couple, a couple people back, I want to say. We get out there on the practice course and I'm like, I've always thought that I was going to like ride motorcycles and I was going to be comfortable on ATVs and something about it just didn't feel safe. Okay. Something just did not rest right in my soul as I began to approach that practice course. And so I said, okay, well, India, you're brave. You know, you a boss ass bitch. You got this. I'm like really hyping myself up in my mind. Like, this is fun. This is fine. You're going to be okay. And then I see the heel. <laughs> and my brain goes, oh, no, bitch, you will not be okay if you go over that hill. We don't know what's on the other side of that. Do you know what's on the other side of that? No. Mm-mm. And we're not going to find out today either, bitch. And so I'm behind you. I'm following. I'm like, mm-hmm. If Trice goes over the hill. I'm going over the hill. It's like, it's like scandal back in the day. What was that? 2014, 2015 over a cliff. You're my person. I'm going over the cliff. As I make my approach to the hill, I'm going to just call it what it is. Okay. You're going to call, you got to call a spade a spade. I approached the mountain. Okay. Maybe something akin to Mount Kilimanjaro uh, or maybe Mount St. Helen, you know, just huge, just ginormous, scary terrifying terrifying thing and I'm going up and I'm telling myself you a bad bitch you a bad bitch you a bad bitch and as soon as I started going up it was like a roller coaster in my mind just and I turned that damn ATV steer wheel so fast and hard to the left I said all you seen was dust and I was gone And I do not mean gone over the hill, over that mountain. No, I cut left and went around and met the instructor on the other side down and around the mountain. I just couldn't do it. I, mm-mm. Again, the, the mortality of, of humans was very, very well planted in my mind at that time. Okay, it was hot as hell. I just... No. And so I became the slowest person of the group and everybody was so disappointed in me. And I was like, I don't know what y'all want me to say. I try my best. I hype myself up the entire way. Okay. I'm, I'm a badass bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, bitch, bitch. And it, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I was like, no, no fucking thank you. But it was still a good time. Like we cracked up laughing and you were so scared. You're like, my wife, I just heard you screaming, my wife's not behind me. Where'd she go? India. And I'm pulling up on the side of y'all like, hey. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I was going to make it up that mountain, girl. Uh-uh. <laughs> but the tour was really, really scenic. And we saw that jackrabbit thing. And that, man, who that thing was fast. I thought we were going to see different type of wildlife out there. And I'm glad that we didn't because I probably would have really been scared. <laughs> Oh, and they had those burgers. Oh, that food was so good. That food was so good. 
what else did we do? We stayed at Circus Circus, which was a nightmare of a hotel. Um, do not recommend staying at Circus Circus. We have now found that the Flamingo is our favorite hotel when we go to Vegas. Um, we ate really, really great food. You remember that smoker um, corner that we found in that back alley where we would have all of our sessions? Uh, that restaurant that was on the corner, me and my dad was in there. We were so high, just, I mean, stoned out of our minds. And I'm like, in the in the restaurant, we've been here for at least 30, 45 minutes. Like, how did we get here? How long did we get here? Or how long ago did we get here? Did we walk here? <laughs> and you looking at me like, oh, my God, girl, I'm about to have to take you home, home. Not back to the hotel, but home, home. Because, girl, yes, we walked here. We've been here for like 45 minutes. You done ate some of your food. You and your daddy over here stone spaced out, freaking me out. We about to go. Come on, pack your bags. That food was so good. I probably ate it. It was in a high coma, girl. I didn't know. But what a good time. What else? Oh, the zip lines. Oh, that was so fun. We went down to the Fremont Experience. And, oh, I love those lights. I loved everything about Vegas other than the length that we stayed. It was like, oh, God, we do not have to stay this long anymore. But I wanted to do the Superman zip lining. And you were like, no, I'm not doing no damn Superman zip lining. If I'm a zip line, I need to be sitting in that thing so I can see everything coming and be able to move all my limbs at the same time <laughs> to stop an impending crash. <laughs> and so we do the regular zip lining and your face on those pictures. <laughs> You were looking like she just gave me to do the stupidest, silliest of shit. And I don't ever say no. When will I learn to say no? (laughs) I know I'm not talking about year seven right now, but listen, happy to report that you still can't effectively tell me no (laughs) to this day. Okay. To this day. We had a good time. Those zip lines were fun. I remember screaming at the top of my lungs, doing superhero poses, and you just looking at me like, I just will never forgive you. I really won't. <laughs> oh, I love you. Thanks for always just going along with it. That I just, oh, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> oh, what other things that we have going on individually? Um, Ooh, we were really obsessed with RuPaul back then. And you were saying that you wanted a show. I don't remember if you wanted it to be a weekly show or if it was going to be a daily show. But it was in the studio with Treacy Trees. And we talked about RuPaul. We had Tim come over too. And that's when I set up. We switched. We switched sides in the house. I gave you the master bedroom for your studio because you needed more space. You know, you were developing your craft into something different. You were adding in new elements, the karaoke, the podcast stuff. And I was like, you can have the the master bedroom. That's totally fine. We can move our bedroom to the front or to the back bedroom. And I'll keep my office in the front bedroom. And I don't know why that was like a whole big to do to you. Because for me still to this day, it's like, it's, it's just a room. Like, we don't need a whole bunch of space in our apartment right now. It's probably 700 square feet or less. And I have, I have the same approach to space as I did back then. Like take what, take what you need and 
I'll make sure that whatever space is left, I'll do my best to make it, you know, as homey and as comfortable as possible. Because I know for you, your craft and developing it and tweaking it and playing with different technology things and other equipment, you know, as it comes out is important to you. And so I've always wanted you to have that freedom to continue to self-discover in your craft and in your passion and in the your, your natural talent is, is honestly what I call it. And so I never got why that was such a big, um, big to do to you because, girl, I, listen, I see you. I saw you. I knew you were all about that life. And I was like, girl, please take that room. You can have clients. They can come up in there. They can book it. It's a rest uh, restroom in there so they don't have to come out or feel like they are encroaching upon our, our space. It's everything that you need is contained inside of there. And you go up in there and you be great, girl. You be great. You make all of the people sound the way that they need to sound. And you adjust those levels. Um, <laughs> oh, 2018, I was into the marvelous mrs mazel on amazon prime love that show oh my god so funny tony shalhoub oh my goodness love that guy he's hilarious in there and so is the main character whose name i'm spacing on which is interesting because i'm usually really great with actors and actresses name but i can't can't for the life of me think of hers but either way Per usual, like always, I am deeply, deeply influenced by her character, and she's a stand-up comedian. So for those for those of you who haven't seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime, I highly recommend it. It's hilarious. It's set in the 50s, I believe, or about, about that time where women, you know, you could do stuff and be out of the house, but you would be like a, a phone girl, like a operator. You'd be connecting the things, or you'd be a perfume counter girl, a makeup girl. You had a husband, but, you know, he paid all the bills. He did all the things. And if you wanted a job, you could get a job just to get out of the house and, you know, say that you got something to do. And she just has this husband who really was a a real shit, right, in in the first season and puts her on this path of being a stand-up comedian. And the first time that she goes into the club because he's he's working at his dad's company they're like um rug importers or something like that and he hates this job doesn't want to work there he wants to be a comedian but he's not funny he is unethical and in like the comedian world he's unethical because he doesn't write his own jokes he steals things and he recycles them and tries to pass them off as his own and she would be listening and she'd be writing notes and you know giving him feedback he never took her feedback seriously and then he has the goddamn nerve to cheat on her. And she, <laughs> she goes to the club and she is pissed. And she ends up doing this great stand-up routine. Just natural, off the riff, off the cuff. Like, this is it. I'm bearing it all. I think she even shows her tits like in a just fuck you. And girl, you know I love stuff like that. Sticking it to the man, doing what I want to do acting like a lady in the way that I define acting like a lady. Oh, you know, I was going to be obsessed. And so guess what I wanted to do? Be a stand-up comedian. And you sat with me for hours after hours, days after days while I was obsessed, you know, and it, me doing things that I like that I, that interests me, you know, it, it never takes years. I'm, I'm not like you in that way where, you know, you've got DJing and, you know, audio, 
technological skills that you want to continue to develop and equipment you want to keep tinkering with. I'm not like that. I want to try something. And if I've tried it, that's enough for me. I don't have to be great at it. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to get paid for it. And so I started to write jokes and I had some really good ones and I wanted to do a stand up an an amateur stand up night. And you were like, I think your shit's funny. I think people will laugh. I think you don't give yourself enough credit for, you know, how naturally entertaining and funny you are. Like put a, put a tight 10 together. You were learning the language and, (laughs) you know, perform it, perform it around friends and family. And I only remember performing it once, but it was 10 minutes and I did it in front of my family. It was, you know, mom was there, Jessica, Kyle, Chris, Danielle, the kids, even though they had to go to the other room because I was cursing up a storm, right? Um, but they laughed. They laughed. And when I looked at you, the look on your face was like, I told you you could do it. Like, what, did you not believe me? Did you not think that you were this funny or that you could be this person? It's like, I know you tell me often that I can be whoever and whatever I want to be. And one day, hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll really internalize it and believe it and, and move that way. And I think, you know, each and every day I'm getting closer and closer to that and living my truth and being scared and doing it anyway. And so I just thank you for just being like, yeah, no, you can do that. Cause I feel like sometimes, especially back then, I felt like, it's not easy. Like you just say that I can do anything and be anything I want to do as if I can just do that. It's not easy. And you would be like, okay, nobody said it was going to be easy, but it's easy to make the decision to go ahead and do it. And then follow the journey. Like you was like, it's still parts about DJing that I don't understand. I want to learn how to scratch. I want to learn how to do this. I want to mix a song and the words go and the beat go. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) That might have been the year you started calling me a sour patch. Because <laughs> first I'm sour, then I'm sweet. <laughs> no, you probably were calling me that way before 2018. <laughs> but yeah, I think your um, belief in in me and my abilities are is just a breath of fucking fresh air. It has always been a breath of fresh air. Maybe it's because you know you. And you know that you can do anything and you can be anything. And so you're so sure of yourself when you're telling me about me because you're you're doing it, you know, and I think that that allows you to come from a different place of, yeah, I can confidently and very calmly, matter of factly say that I know you're going to be great. There's this moment back in um, 2015 and, you know, just rewind where. We were like in my dorm sharing like, you know, dreams and things like that. And you would ask me, you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be the next Oprah Ellen hybrid. Like I want to be the next gay black woman who dominates the media. You know, I want my own show. I want to have different segments. I want to cover different topics in a way that's lighthearted and humorous and human like Ellen and also 
intricate and complex and deeply resonating like Oprah. And you were like, you looked at me <laughs> like, wow, did she just say that out loud? Does she want to be better than Oprah? Like she wants to be the, the this cross between Oprah and LA. These are big names. These are giants right now. And <laughs> I'm doing that, you know, um, I'm doing that. And it's so funny to see how my dreams have manifested into different, more to hell, scarier dreams where I'm like, I want to have my own network. I want to have my own retreat center. I want to have my own show. I want to be a podcaster. I want to be a coach. I want to be a, a, a woman who is of great influence and who knows of that influence and the power of it. And so I work in, in integrity and I work where my passion is and I, I do the things that I love. So even then, even then it was like, you believed in me and you were surprised by me and you still believed in me in, in those surprising revelations that I would say about who I wanted to be um, or what I wanted to do. And, oh, let me just stay in 2015 a little while longer, okay? Because I forgot I went to Poland. I went on that study abroad trip. And when I tell you, you took care of me, you were always putting money in my account against my wishes. And how the hell were you even able to put money in my account. I don't think I ever thought about that. I would just wake up in Zloty back then for every one American dollar, it was about $3 or three Zloty and some change. I think at the highest, it was like 3.76 of their currency. And I went over there initially with just like 500 US dollars. So that translated into roughly around like 15 Fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars, um, but I would wake up knowing how much money I spent the night before on food and bola douce because you know I ate that ice cream every single day and night. I ate ice cream at least twice a day when I was in Poland, and you're like, "Girl, you gotta stop eating all that ice cream." I was like, "I can't, can't stop, won't stop." Okay, we get down, baby, we get down. Bola douce, they love me. <laughs> See, and this is why I was Linda for Halloween. <laughs> but I would wake up and it would be like an additional hundred bucks in my account, which is like, Oh, that's just a hundred bucks, but that's 300 Zloty. And so I'm just living my best life all over Poland. I'm learning and I'm talking to you and we're just falling in love. And Oh my God. Sorry. No Barbie and talented and tatted. You'd started talented and tatted. I want to say that year. And I wore that shirt. I wore those hats. Every day I had those stickers, those stickers I guarantee are still stamped all around that city, all in that dorm, just talented and tatted is all up in Poland. Okay. And I always say, I want to take you back to see all of the different sites and to eat the ice cream and eat the food. La Scala, my favorite restaurant of all time is in Poland. Oh, the memories, but. Let me talk about this Sorry No Barbie because sister girl, you was a rapper, like an actual fucking rapper. And I love your stories. Oh, my God. I love the stories Nisha tells about you, too, because it's like <laughs> she's just as in disbelief as the shit's happening as I be when she's retelling me the stories years later. But I sang that whole album from start to finish every morning, getting ready to go into um, 
to go into our sessions, our class sessions. And everybody would be like, India, what are you listening to? My girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But she ain't going to be my girlfriend for long. She'll be my fiance. <laughs> I used to wear that fake ring and I brought the fake ring with me to Poland so that nobody would mess with me. Like I was like not even fucking for it. And <laughs> we go to the lock bridge one day and I record this video and I'm like, I put the ring on the lock. I put our initials on it. I put, I love you. I put our anniversary on there and I lock it to the bridge after kissing it and saying, I am putting this fake ring on this lock because it is my hope and it's my intention that I get a real one because I want a real one and I want to be your real fiance and I want to be your real wife. And I forgot I recorded that video. And years later, I want to say in 2018, I stumbled back upon those memories and I was like playing the videos because I did one for DV2. And I was like, I don't remember this video. And I pressed play. And was mortified. And yes, at this point, we're already married. No, it had to be after 2018 or before 2018. Because I felt like a little embarrassed. Maybe we were just engaged and not actually married then. We probably damn near was married and I was still embarrassed. But you were like, wait, 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 wait. I never heard that video. I never heard that video. And I was like, and you're not going to hear it because girl, what, what was I saying right now? Okay. Me and Tim, Tim on that video, egging me on just silly. But I knew back then it was something about you. I didn't know exactly what, but it was the feeling. I just felt at home and I felt safe and I felt comfortable and I felt like, oh yeah, this is it. Like this is long haul. And that feeling is still here. Like it's a little different in the best, most possible way. And I feel like I knew that when I saw you back in 20, what was that? 13 at statewide. (laughs) And I tweeted, I saw the love of my life tonight. And I went to the after party and I followed you around. I followed you around like a little sad, lost puppy dog, just trying to work up the courage to say something to you. And I never did. And I'm so glad I never did because we were not the right versions of ourselves. We hadn't learned the lessons that we needed to learn to really have the connection that we have. But when I saw you then, it was like your energy, the way you made me feel. It was like electric. It was like, oh, this is exciting. Look at that girl down there. She's having a good time. And what do I always say? Life with you is a good time. I don't know if I believe in love at first sight, but I believe in love at first feeling. Because I looked at you, yes. Thought you was fine. Hell yes, you still fine. Fine as hell. And also, I felt excited by your presence. I felt just... (laughs) Like I, like I knew we were going to happen. Like I knew we were going to happen. So I didn't have to rush. I didn't have to rush. Tierra found you a couple of weeks later and I liked all of your pictures and I waited and I waited for you to give me a shout out because back then on Instagram, that's what you did. And you did not, you did not accept my friend request for like another 18 years. I had a whole relationship in, in between there, learned so many freaking life lessons. And so did you. And by the time we got together and you posted that message to kick you because kick was a new, new app thing, new platform. I was like, Oh hell yeah. I'm all in. I ain't dating nobody no more. I am. I'm doing this. I'm going after this girl. Like 
I used to check back on your profile every now and again to make sure that, you know, you were just, you were okay. I saw that you had a, got a new job. You weren't eating bad things anymore. You were eating more fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. You were working out. And I jumped on my chance. I was like, listen, hey, I liked a bunch of your pictures a year ago and it didn't get me anywhere. So instead of doing that again, I thought I'd just message you and say, hey, introduce myself. So, hey, I'm India. And you were like, um, hey. And I was like, hi, oh my God, how are you? Please tell me everything about you. I'm in love. I love you. (laughs) And you thought I was the weirdest person. You always said I looked like a different person. And girl, I was a different person. I was a different person, okay? Each hairstyle was a different India. It was alter egos. (laughs) But yeah, Mm, sorry to take this 2018 this year 2018 episode back to 2014 and 2013 and 2015 but sometime the the, the journey kind of takes you on a whirlwind roundabout way <laughs> but that is enough for today i'll see you back here tomorrow for the next year on the list which is 2019 and if you thought 2018 was a good year baby you ain't seen nothing you ain't heard nothing until you heard all about 2019 And before turning to kiss me with the passion and ferocity of the goddess of love, Venus herself, go ahead, go to your Spotify app, because you know I got a playlist for you. It's curated, and it is going to blow your mind and take you down where? Back down memory lane. Woo! I see you standing there. Where am I? All right. I love you. You are worth this and so much more. Thank you for loving me and allowing me to love you in return. Now, kiss me, woman. I'm sure I deserve it.